You might call Carolina's trip to Georgia Tech on Tuesday night a trap game, but I wouldn't because it's not a trap if you don't fall in. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, January 30th, 2024. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you so much for joining us to get your Tar Heels content every single day, particularly you everydayers. Welcome in. If you're not an everydayer, why not? Come be part of this thing all the time, man. We have a blast. We hang out. We talk Carolina. If you want to be even more involved, I'd invite you to come join the Locked on Tar Heels Discord community. Come for the heels, stay for the people, man. It's awesome. The link to that is in the show notes. It's free to join. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Hey, uh, one note uh, is that RJ Davis racked up like three different National Player of the Week awards on Monday. Owen, oh, by the way, also won ACC Player of the Week for the third time this season. This dude is just on one, and it's awesome. Uh, Carolina stays at third in the AP poll, as expected. Um, I did wonder if um, Houston might jump them. They didn't. I saw that happen in, in some other polls, uh, but not in the AP. And so uh, that's interesting. In fact, as I record right now, Texas and Houston are, are going at it on Monday night. It's a close one, so we'll see what happens there it's Tuesday. That means it's trivia Tuesday on Locked on Tar Heels. Let's go. Big thanks to our guy at UNC Minded on our Discord community for today's trivia Tuesday question. And it is this. What is the most free throws a Tar Heel has made, not attempted, but made in a single game? I've got the top five for you and we'll have that answer at the end of the show so make sure sure you stay tuned in for that here's where we want to go as we begin to look ahead to tonight and georgia tech is this carolina team perfect no is this carolina team the most talented roster in the nation no but boy do they have a lot of it but what they do do yeah i just said do do okay i heard it is they compete Game after game after game. They are ready. They are locked in. You never have to worry about, you know, we've been watching energy, defense, bench, and rebounding. I I don't have to worry about that energy. They're ready. I've received quite a few messages from people, whether in Discord or Twitter or text message, whatever it is, concerned because it's Duke Week concerned about Carolina overlooking Georgia Tech, looking past Georgia Tech ahead to Duke. And so it's the stereotypical trap game, right? A a game against a, all due respect to Georgia Tech, against a lesser opponent or opponent that's not as good or not having as good a year to a big time matchup in your next game. And so in some ways, by definition, this is a trap game tonight. But guess what? It's not a trap if you don't fall into it. Now, I look, okay, I, I hear you're being all like, well, as a gift, the traps there, it's still a trap. Okay, fine, whatever. I'm just saying it's not, it's not a trap game if you don't fall into the trap. 
and Carolina won't. I guarantee you that will not happen tonight. This team is too experienced. They're too veteran. They know the things they need to do to be ready to go game after game after game. I've, I've referenced this a couple times in the last week, but as soon as Carolina took care of Wake Forest last Monday, Harrison Ingram immediately said, it doesn't mean anything if we don't turn our attention now to Florida State for Saturday. It's the same thing here. Here's a couple other things. This Tar Heels team recognizes the importance of every single game. Here's what's interesting about that. Carolina right now, as you well know, has a two-game lead over Duke in the loss column. That means that losing one game to Duke on Saturday, while sure, you'd love to have the bragging rights of it in terms of ACC regular season standings, that game alone cannot move Carolina out of first place. It'd cut the lead in half short. But if Carolina loses to Georgia Tech tonight and hosting Duke Saturday, that ties things up and in fact gives Duke the tiebreaker for the time being. So Carolina, in some ways, has a more important game tonight because if you take care of business there, it doesn't matter what Duke does to you on Saturday or what you do to Duke. So that's one reason why I'm I'm not concerned about them missing this game. They get the importance of every single game. While Duke matters more to the fan base, to all of us, we get amped, we're ready for it. If you want to win an ACC regular season championship, Tonight's what matters equally as much as Duke on Saturday. Now, number two reason I guarantee this won't happen tonight uh, overlooking Georgia Tech or it being a trap game is because of what happened to the women's basketball team on Sunday. Uh, and, and not that the, it was a trap. I'm, I'm not saying that for them. But the women went to Charlottesville to play Virginia, a Virginia team that at the time was 1-7 in, in ACC play. Georgia Tech slightly better at 2-7. and seven, And they got beat handily, I might add. And so I think, I, I hope that the guys took notice of that and said, oh, that could be us 48 hours from now if we're not careful. So all of that leads to, I'm not concerned about this team missing out. Now, something else I've heard, um, and, and even I've talked about, I should say heard, is Carolina's closability at the end of games. Man, this team just keeps, whether it's a long closing stretch, whether it's just a little bit like it was at the end of Boston College last Saturday or the end of the Florida State game this Saturday. Man, this team has it. And I think a lot of people look at, at cl the clutch gene people talk about and they say, ooh, they've just got that. And it's like something that you either have or don't. I don't think that's the case with this team. I think it's about a couple things. I think it's about preparation. They know how to get ready for a game. They know how to do everything they need to from scouting their points to getting their mind right, to getting their body right. It's about confidence down the stretch of knowing we've been here before because outside of Elliot and Zayden, we've all played a lot of college basketball. And even those two guys have played on the highest levels in their high school years. And so they have a confidence that we, we can and should win this basketball game. This team has those things. They're ready. They, they understand what it takes to be ready for a game to tip off and do what they need to do to win. This team knows and accepts their roles. They then 
execute. And that is the most important thing. They might not execute every play, every time, every possession, offense or defense, but they do execute a lot more than they don't. And that friends is what matters and why I fully believe that Carolina will win this basketball game. And more importantly, as we've said, not overlook it. So that all starts with Georgia Tech tonight in Atlanta. That's going to be great. Now, Carolina, their last two road games, has struggled with first-half turnovers. How on earth can they finally rein that in this time around? We're going to answer that, plus the rest of the Four Corners preview, coming up in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on Tar Heels is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl fortnight to all of you who celebrate. Coming from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, man, I love Super Bowl Sunday. It's so fun getting together with good friends, good food, good drinks, hanging out, watching all the pre-stuff, halftime show, but most importantly, the game, man. I cannot wait for that. And FanDuel already has a bunch of good uh, odds and prop bets and everything up. Looking at the game in total right now, San Francisco's favored by a point and a half. Sure, fine, whatever. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. I'm just telling you. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W. Not only can you bet on who will win, like we just talked about, Super Bowl 58, but also bets for things like which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, so much more. So new customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Okay, here we go. Four corners preview. This is what we do to get ready for every basketball game. Looking at four different things that I specifically will be looking at in this matchup. Number one, I mentioned it coming into this segment, is turnovers. Carolina's last two road games at Boston College, at Florida State the last two Saturdays. Carolina on the season averages about 10 and a half turnovers per game. In the first half of the Boston College game, Carolina had nine turnovers. In the first half of the Florida State game on Saturday, Carolina had 12 turnovers. Now, the very good news is that in the Boston College game, they only had two more turnovers in the second half. And in the Florida State game, they only had five turnovers in the second half. So that's great. My question is, what can Carolina do tonight to take that second half and do that the whole game, right? Like finish this thing off with somewhere between five to 10 turnovers. That's what we're looking for. I think a big part of it, at least uh, on Saturday against Florida State, and we talked about this on yesterday's show, was Elliot Cadeau picking up his second foul with about six and a half to go. Six of Carolina's 12 first half turn- turnovers came after that while he sat on the bench leading the halftime. So I think it will be critically important for Elliot Cadeau to stay out of foul trouble in the first half. And then it's also up to the rest of these guys. I mean, there were multiple Tar Heels that had multiple turnovers in the Florida State game. You, you look at it. Well, I should I, I should go specifically to the first half box with that since that's what we're talking about. Um, first half, Armando had two. Harrison Ingram had two. RJ himself had three. Zayden High had two. And so, I mean, this, this is on everybody. It's In fact, Elliot only had one of those 12. Um, so this is a team effort to be 
more dialed into what they need to do. And I don't know part of that is Florida State, who had a season-high steals against Carolina. Not season-high for Florida State. I don't know what their number is. I just mean it was the most steals against Carolina this season. So all of that is important. Now, one thing that's good is Georgia Tech doesn't really force a ton of turnovers. Um, and so Carolina should be good to go, but you got to go out and do it. Take care of the ball. Prioritize doing that because doing so gets you more shots, which gets you more points. It's just simple math. Number two in our four corners preview, this is an opportunity for the offense to rise up. We've been hearing so much about Carolina's defense and look rightfully so, because what they've been doing is just silly fourth in the nation at Ken Palm right now, having held 10 straight opponents to 70 or fewer points, 15 of their 20 opponents all season long. That's great. And I want to keep talking about the defense, but I want it to become such a part of what Carolina is doing that it's just, it's kind of like RJ where it's just like, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I want this to be a game where Carolina's offense goes off a little bit. I want to see a road game where the Tar Heels are really, really doing it. Their road games, point total so far, at Pitt, 70, at Clemson, 65, at NC State, 67. At Boston College, 76. And then at Florida State, 75. So I think that 76 at Boston College is the most points scored on the road for Carolina. Let me verify. Yeah, it is. So Carolina has not gotten to the 80-point mark on the road this season. This is the night. Come on, Tar Heel offense. Let's do this thing. Georgia Tech's defensive efficiency is 209th in the nation. So this is a prime opportunity for Carolina to make this true, what I'm talking about. I'm looking for some good balance. I want RJ to have a great game, but I'd love to see uh, just across the board, Carolina having multiple guys like with five or more points. I'd love to see three, four, five guys get into double digits, whatever that is. We need that. I'd like to see some good bench production. Carolina has been getting um, good help all around from their bench, but the bench scoring has tapered off a little bit the last couple games. I'd love to see Seth, Jay Wash, Jay Witt, all these guys get in and, and score well. Number three in our four corners preview. The free throw line should be, and quite frankly, needs to be a factor in this game. And it's both ways. Georgia Tech, for their part, they don't get to the line very often. 245th in the nation in free throw rate. And here's the other thing. Even when they do get to the line, they're worse. 245th in the nation in how often they get to the free throw line but they're 315th in the nation in free throw percentage at 67.2%. Woof, that's gross. So uh, Georgia Tech's not going to get there a ton, and when they do, they're not going to make a bunch. So Carolina needs to make sure, A, don't play defense without fouling, but you're kind of okay if you do a little bit here and there. But the other thing is Georgia Tech does send their opponents to the line a good bit. And as you know for Carolina, they get there a ton to the free throw line. Remember, Georgia Tech 245th in the nation, Carolina 31st in the nation at getting to the free throw line. And oh, by the way, 39th best free throw percentage in the nation at 76.2% compared to 67.2% for Georgia Tech. And oh, by the way, just like Georgia Tech sends their opponents to the free throw line a good bit, Carolina doesn't necessarily do that. And so Man, this, this free throw situation is lining up beautifully for Carolina, and I'd love to see that. So keep an eye on the free throw line. Last thing in our four corners preview point 
number four coming at you. Rebounding is going to be critical in this game, and you can bet your bottom dollar that Coach Hubert Davis and the rest of the coaching staff are putting prime emphasis on this. Why? I'll tell you. Carolina, best Georgia Tech in just about every statistical category you can look at. And in terms of total rebounding, the same is true. North Carolina leads the ACC with 41.3 rebounds per game. It's the only team in the ACC averaging 40 or more. Georgia Tech, though, is very close. Fourth in the ACC at 38.2. So just about three rebounds a game behind the Tar Heels in total rebounds. One thing to note is that Georgia Tech actually averages more offensive rebounds per game than does Carolina. It's very close, 12.4 to 12 even. So Carolina is going to have a lot on their hands. That means they need to finish defensive re- defensive possessions by securing and holding on to that defensive rebound. It also means, look, let's go attack the on, on offensive rebounders. Remember, Harrison Ingram had seven seven against a long and athletic Florida State team. No reason he can't keep doing things like that. You know how good Armando Baycott is in offensive rebounding. I'd love to see Seth or Jalen Washington, Jalen Withers get on the glass a lot as well. And that that's the key for me as we talk about rebounding. In, in its entirety, it's going to be critical, but I think a big part of it is that it has to be a group effort from the Tar Heels. It cannot just be Harrison Ingram. It cannot just be Armando Baycott. Although you expect a lot from both of those guys, They need both Jalen's in there. They need RJ to get his four to five a game that he'll sometimes get, right? Um, Cormac sticking his nose in there. Elliot maybe getting one or two, although I know he needs to get back on defense. But I'm just saying, like, the Tar Heels got to help each other. Good box outs, uh, elite box outs, I guess I should say, are going to be critical. I love the job Armando Baycott has been doing. His own free throw numbers have come down some. But a lot of that is because he's so focused on boxing out that it clears it out for Harrison Ingram to go in and get 47 rebounds a game. So big, 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 important stuff there. Well, want to get you ready for Georgia Tech as a team, get to know what to expect from them and first-year head coach Damon Stoudemire, plus the Tuesday trivia answer. All that coming up in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Look, I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but let's just talk for a minute about preparing for those potential crazy moments. According to the FDA, pharmacies right now are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about deeply got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they need. Thankfully, though, there's Jace Medical, whose Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, things like respiratory infections, skin infections, and others. This could happen to any of us, and you want to be ready. So visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter, it'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and then your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. Again, that's code locked on for $20 off your order at jacemedical.com. All right, here we go. North Carolina down in Atlanta at Georgia Tech in McCamish Pavilion tonight, Tuesday, January 30th, 7 Eastern tip on ESPN. That's great news. That means there's nobody beforehand, and we'll see the beginning of this game, of course. Uh, It'll be on ESPN. FanDuel has the game Carolina minus 10 and a half, a little bit steeper at Ken Palm, Carolina minus 13. Hmm. 
interesting there. This game matters in a big way to me because I'm an Atlanta boy. I grew up on the south side of Atlanta. Lots of Georgia Tech, lots of Georgia Bulldogs all around. And so I uh, always love playing my hometown team. Carolina all-time is 72-27 and 27 against Georgia Tech. Three straight wins for the Tar Heels in the series. Uh, all three of those are the HD era. So Coach Davis, just like many other teams we've talked about, is yet to lose to Georgia Tech. Let's keep that going. The Yellow Jackets are under first-year head coach Damon Stoudemire. No more Josh Passner. He's in studio now. Um, and so this is Coach Stoudemire's first season. Georgia Tech right now, not ranked. Uh, they were picked preseason 13th in the ACC media poll out of 15. Not so great. Right now, as we record, they are 134th in the net. Obviously, haven't seen Tuesday's refresh yet. Right now, this is a quad two game, but just barely. It's another one of those that the cutoff on the road where it switches to quad three is 135. Georgia Tech's 134. So if Carolina wins this game, it's going to bump Georgia Tech down below that cut line and it'll be a quad three game. So just know that, but it can fluctuate back up. We'll see what happens. Also currently 134th at Ken Palm, 95th in offensive efficiency. And as we said earlier, 209th in defensive efficiency at Torvik, similar numbers, 126th overall, 81st in offensive efficiency and 200th in defensive efficiency. So far this season, Georgia Tech is 9-11 and 11 overall and just 2-7 and seven in the ACC. Best non-conference win was Mississippi State before they got uh, Tolu Smith back healthy around January. ACC wins the two. Here's the weird thing. Here's what you need to know about Georgia Tech. While the numbers and the record aren't much to look at, their two ACC wins. They beat Duke at home and they won at Clemson in double overtime. And frankly, they should have won the game at Duke if you watched that game. Um, so that, that's the weird thing is not many ACC wins, but the ones they have are good. Uh, Non-con losses, here's where it gets even more confusing. They lost to UMass Lowell. And then in the ACC, they've lost at Florida State. Understandable. They've lost at home to Boston College, at home to Notre Dame. That's not good. At home to Virginia, at home to Pitt, and then at Virginia Tech. So that's uh, some of those losses there. Um, so Georgia Tech, just a little bit of a conundrum. Yeah, expect that under a first-year head coach, some volatility, and that's where we're at. Players to watch. Three names to know that are all scoring in double figures. Miles Kelly getting 14.2 a game, 5.8 boards, to assists. <clears throat> Bay Ndongo, 13.3 points a game. He's a freshman, by the way. 8.6 boards and 1.3 Blocks and then Kowasi Reeves, the Florida transfer, is averaging 11.8 points and four rebounds. Their usual starters, the most used starting lineup for Georgia Tech, uh, used 10 times so far this season, is those three guys we just talked about Kelly and Dongo and Reeves, joined by Nate George and Ebenezer Dewana. You might remember him. Um, but the last two games, Dewana has been replaced by Ibrahima Sacco. And so uh, we'll see what Georgia Tech goes with tonight. Prediction for me in this one, I, I don't see it as a blowout. Of course, I said that ahead of the uh, Wake Forest game last week. But I do think the Carolina wins comfortably. And it's going to be, I have it in that 12 to 15 margin. I'm putting the game at 80 to 68. Yet another opponent held to 70 or fewer points while Carolina gets their first, uh, hits 80 points on the road for the first time this season. 
A couple other things I want to mention before our Trivia Tuesday answer. Had a couple interesting questions on Monday morning in our Locked on Tar Heels Discord that I thought would be interesting to address here. One of them was from Teflon Chef, who asked, Hey, Isaac, you think we can go 20-0 in the conference? Honestly, I mean, it's not a bad question to ask, if we're being honest. But let's talk about the reality of it. The best Carolina has ever done in terms of undefeated in conference play in the ACC is 14-0. That happened three times, 57, 84, and 87. At that point, there were only 14 conference games, so they couldn't have done more. But no Carolina team has gone 15-0 and or better. The best 15 game start is 13 and two. The same is true for 16, 17, and 18 game starts, two losses. That's the best Carolina has ever done. This is the fourth year of the 20 game ACC schedule. Uh, it, it was 18 games in the conference game schedule from 2013 to 19, and then it switched in the 1920 season to 20 games. So um, it, this is the fifth season since then, but obviously fewer games in the 2020-21 season just because of COVID stuff and whatever. Um, so the best 19 game record is 14 and five. The best 20 game record is 15 and five. So Carolina has a great shot to best that this season. All, all of these numbers, honestly. Now, here's the deal. Carolina has 11 regular season games left. Per Ken Palm, the Tar Heels are favored in all 11 of those games. Now, even the regular season finale at Duke, which is a recent flip, they weren't. However, hear me say this. There is a big, big, big difference in being favored in every individual game and being <clears throat> favored to win a chunk of 11 games, right? Like those numbers are going to be much, much lower. In fact, per teamrankings.com, UNC has a 6% chance to win all 11 remaining regular season games and go 20 and 0. That's not zero, but six ain't much. Ken Palm projects the totality of the remaining games as a nine and two record for Carolina. So, so Teflon Chef, that ain't 20 and 0, but I tell you what, that would be 18 and two in ACC play, and I would 100% take that. That'd be a 26 and five regular season record. Yeah, give me all of that. So, um, could Carolina win 20? Yeah, they could. I don't see it, but man, if they could get out with just two losses, that'd be great. Here's the other thing. Davis Wallace, our guy, he asked on Discord, UNC right now is 9-0 in the ACC. Isaac, over under 16.5 ACC wins in the regular season. Well, in order to hit the over on that to get to 17, Carolina would need to go 8-3 and three the rest of the way. As I look at these 11 remaining games, I, I don't find more than three losses. Five of those remaining 11, Carolina is favored by 85% or more at Ken Palm. That's <clears throat> tonight at Georgia Tech, Saturday, February 17th versus Virginia Tech, uh, Miami on Monday, February 26th, uh, the, the other NC State game, and then Notre Dame in the next to last game. So let's chalk all those up for the heels, and let's say we've only got six other games to look at. Those six are hosting Duke Saturday, hosting Clemson at Miami, at Syracuse, at Virginia, at Duke. So all you would have to do is split those six, go three and three, and you hit the over on Davis's question. <clears throat> for the sake of the argument of the question, let's say you sweep Duke. I'd love to do that. Well, but for the argument, let's say you don't, you split. That means that all you would have to do is win two 
of at Miami, at Virginia, at Syracuse versus Clemson. The two hardest games of those to me are at Miami and at Virginia. But I would feel really good if you told me, hey, look, to hit the over on this, you got to win one of the two Duke games and you got to beat Clemson at home and you got to win at Syracuse. So, yeah, Davis, I think absolutely Carolina can hit the over on 16 and a half. Are they going to do it? I don't know, because that's really difficult. Can they? Yeah, they 100% can. All right, Tuesday trivia answer, again, from UNC Minded. What is the most free throws a Tar Heel has made in a single game? Let me give you the top five. We'll go from number five up to number one. Number five, 18 by Pete Brennan in 1958. A tie with 19 made. That's between Dennis Wyusik in uh, 1970 and Larry Miller in 67. Tyler Zeller coming in at number two on the list. He made 20 on February 29th. Interestingly enough, a leap day of 2012. <clears throat> and then number one with 21 made free throws is York Larice in 1959 that was december 29th that tied an acc record great stuff great question unc minded thanks if anybody else wants to submit a uh, a trivia tuesday question i'm all about it bring it on guys that's it for today's episode thanks so much for tuning in great to be together come join our locked on tar heels discord community would love to have you in there for the game tonight where there's a, a live game thread and people are going off in there it's a lot of fun again it's free and the link is in the show notes. Please don't forget to subscribe to our show on video and audio formats. We'd love it if you would leave us a rating and a review. It helps so much. Also, smash the like button button if you're watching on YouTube. It's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. We'll talk tonight after the game live postcast. Don't miss out on that. But until then, peace. <laughs>